0: Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're back in Toronto, Canada, with my new friend Sandy Young, the author of the Money Masterbook. Sandy shares with us how to take a helicopter tour of the city, why you shouldn't miss the Canadian National Exhibition, and what's on the secret menu at Burger Priest. The show notes will be available at WeTravelThere.com forward slash Toronto. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Now, I avoid renting cars as much as possible when I travel. But sometimes you just need a car for a few hours. That's where Zipcar comes in. You can rent the cars by the hour or by the day. And both gas and insurance are included in one flat rate. Use our link to join at wetravelthere.com forward slash Zipcar. Start out with $25 worth of credits in your bank. Hey, Sandy, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Lee. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: We've already actually done an episode on Toronto, but after meeting you, I was so excited to hear your perspective on your city. And so let's kind of talk about what your connection to Toronto is.
1: I was born and raised here in Toronto, Canada, and over the course of three decades, I've seen the city grow and transform, and it's uh a really amazing to see what a great city Toronto is. And for myself, I grew up in the southeast end of the city in a little neighborhood called Little India, which is close to Leslieville and the beaches area. And what I enjoyed doing in my past time is going down to the beach in the summer, having a barbecue, playing some volleyball with some friends or bike along the boardwalk. Currently, my husband and I, we've moved to the north. York area called Bayview Village. And so this has kind of given me some insights into different parts of the city.
0: Well, that's really cool. So obviously being born and raised there, what, when you met your husband and decided to settle down, what kept you in Toronto? What was like the main thing?
1: I would say that in Toronto, there's just so much to see and do in the city. There's so many different types of cultures and cuisines. And of course, we have all of our friends and family here. So it's it's hard to move outside the city, but we love to explore around the area and around the province of Ontario to see all of what we have to offer here.
0: Well, perfect. I look forward to hearing everything that you have to tell us about the city. So obviously being there for... All your life, how would you describe the city or the people like in, in one or two words?
1: I would say that it is multicultural. It's one gigantic melting pot. And it's funny because here living in Toronto my whole life, I almost take it for granted how diverse we are and it's just really great. Everyone's really friendly and helpful and there's just so much you can do. And for me, I love food. I would call myself a foodie. And this enables me to go and check out different restaurants because there's always something popping up week after week.
0: Awesome. That's one of the things I love about traveling is just being able to sample some of the local food. And you know, every place does things that's just a little bit different. Even if it's the same food that you might get someplace else, they may have their own local version or their little twist to make it just special. Just, you can only get in that one city.
1: And that's right.
0: So obviously, uh, Toronto is in Canada, and it's on the eastern portion of Canada. It's pretty close to New York, right across the lake. Is that correct?
1: Mm-hmm. That's that's correct.
0: Okay. And during the during the winter time, it gets pretty cold. What's the weather like year round?
1: Well, I would say that uh, the past few years we've experienced a bit of extreme weather here, uh, but we do have all four seasons. But the saying goes, we have more like two seasons, winter and construction.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh, during the winter, it can get as cold as, I would say, negative 25 degrees Celsius, which translates to about negative 13 degrees Fahrenheit. And in the summer, it can get as hot as 35 degrees Celsius, which is about 95 degrees Fahrenheit. So I would say that uh, in terms of the best time of the year to come and visit Toronto would probably be about late May, early June, or around uh, Labor Day weekend in September, where it's nice and warm and sunny, but not too hot or cold.
0: Okay. That makes a lot of sense. In some of the notes you provided to me, there's a lot of different really cool festivals that uh, seem really interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about those?
1: Yes. My ultimate favorite festival is called the CNE, the Canadian National Exhibition. And this is a summer carnival, an amusement park, And last year, in 2018, it marked its 140th anniversary. So this has been a tradition for many families and generations. And what they have is a ton of vendors, carnival games, roller coaster rides, and each year they come out with different specialty foods that encourages people to come and check out. Uh, They have all kinds of concerts, shows, and even a petting zoo.
0: Oh, really cool. Now you said that there's special foods that have come out every year. What are some of your favorites have, that have been?
1: Okay. So I think a lot of people love deep fried food. So every year they have <laughs> different versions of deep fried foods, like deep fried chocolate bars. They had a cronut burger, which is oh, wow. a hybrid of a donut and a burger,
0: <laughs> uh,
1: out, like just outrageous foods and uh, probably not good for your health, but just tastes delicious.
0: You know, when I go to some of the fairs that are here in the States, you see all these weird things that they've deep fried that like, obviously donuts are deep fried, but they they like double deep fry them or they deep fry ice cream or pickles and yes. all sorts of other things. I'm like, I'm like, how do you deep fry ice cream? Because it, obviously it's cold. It's going to melt yeah. if you put it in the thing. I, I'm, it blows my mind. I don't even understand. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> all right. So that's a really cool fair. Uh, the, the Canadian National Ex- uh, Exhibition. What are some of the other ones?
1: So there is the annual Beaches Jazz Festival that takes place in the Beaches area. And what they do is they close off uh, Queen Street East for, oh gosh, maybe 10, 15 blocks. And it opens it up for pedestrians to walk around the street. It has local shops and vendors. And there's just dozens of bands playing live jazz music. And it's just so much fun just to be outdoors and and having a drink, eating some corn, and just listening to amazing local talent.
0: Right on, yeah, what, what time of the year does that happen?
1: That usually takes place in the months of July and August. There's actually several jazz festivals around the city, but that one is the most popular one.
0: So Sandy, you also mentioned that there's something called the, the Greek Festival, right?
1: That's right, that's called the Taste of the Danforth, and it's an annual festival that takes place in early August. And in the news, they mentioned that it is one of the most popular festivals in Toronto because almost a million people cram the streets Wow! to, yeah, to enjoy Greek food. And uh, it, is, it is an amazing festival. There's tons for the family to do because they include kids' rides and a carnival. And there's just lineups of people waiting to enjoy Slovakia and Gyro.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I love uh, some of that chicken gyro. It's uh, so tasty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Let's kind of take a step back. If people are coming to Toronto, I think there's a couple different airport options, correct?
1: Yes, that's right. With the Toronto, there's two main ha- airports that tourists would most likely use. The main one is called the Toronto Pearson International Airport. And that's located in the northwest end of the city in a suburb called Mississauga. And it is the busiest airport in Canada. Most travelers coming into the city would be flying in from Pearson Airport. However, for those who are taking domestic flights or even certain flights from the United States, we do have the Billy Bishop Airport, and that's located in the downtown waterfront area. What I like about it is that Porter Airlines runs there, and it's really convenient for those people who are have either business meetings in the downtown area or they just want to explore downtown and my favorite part is their lounge area because i don't know if they have it anymore but they used to have free snacks and drinks and it's just really relaxing
0: yeah i love airport lounges <laughs> <laughs> it makes uh, it makes the whole travel experience so much better when even if you're flying in the economy yeah you're going to be crammed for a little bit but being able to, to lounge have a couple drinks you can get some free food maybe a, a massage on, in some lounges, mm-hmm. to me, that's key.
1: It just ha- enhances the experience and makes <laughs> it less stressful.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So, okay, so we, we've flown into one of those two airports that come to Toronto. From the airport, if we wanna get into town, uh, is there good public transportation? Do we need to rent a car? What's the best way to get around?
1: Well, there are several options to choose from. If you would like to rent a car, we do have Enterprise or Budget or Avis, and you can rent a car for the day or several days and drive around the city. However, in terms of driving, it can be tricky to drive and find parking in the downtown area just because it can be so congested, especially on days where there's sports games going on. It's just, it can be a bit of a headache. So alternatively, I would recommend taking Uber or Lyft, and you can just download it on your app and then order a ride, and you can either have your own ride or carpool with other people, so then you can share the cost that way.
0: Okay. Is there is there public transportation options available as well?
1: Yes, there is. With Toronto, you can purchase what is called a Presto card, and you can load money onto it. And this allows you to not only travel within Toronto, but it is connected to many other transportation lines in and around Southern Ontario. So let's say if you want to venture out to Brampton, Hamilton, Oakville, you can do this by having this one Presto card. But I mainly use it to take the TTC or what is known as the Toronto Transit Commission, And then for those who are just coming in to visit, you can get a group day pass for $13 and it allows for unlimited travel on the TTC.
0: The TTC, is that a, is that a train or is that like a a subway? What, what is that?
1: So the TTC is a mix of the subway system and it has buses and streetcars. So you can hop on and off and use it throughout the day.
0: Okay, so so now we got from the airport to, to the downtown area. When we're looking at hotels, where should we stay at, as far as like in the downtown area? Should we stay outside downtown? What's the, what's the best place?
1: Yes, yeah, so there's many hotels around the city, but I would say most of them are clustered within the downtown area just because there's so much to see and do within the core. My absolute favorite hotel is the Ritz-Carlton, uh, which is a luxury hotel on Wellington Street, it's close to Roy Thompson Hall, which is a concert hall. And okay. it's also close to the Scotiabank Arena and the Rogers Center. So that's where the major sports teams play.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah, it's, it's always good to be close to wherever the action is. That way, again, like you said, you don't have to worry about renting a car, you don't have to worry about trying to find parking and dealing with all the traffic and everything like that. So that's always that's always nice if you can stay close to where, you, where you're gonna be doing everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we should stay kind of in the downtown area. What are some of the best food places in, in Toronto? I know they have some some really good ones and and you, you've given me quite a few on the list.
1: Yes, I do have some great suggestions for those who want to try different types of restaurants in the city and I have it in different categories. So in terms of burgers, I don't know if you love eating burgers.
0: I do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there are a ton of restaurants in the city, but hands down, my favorite one is called Burgers Priest. And they make fresh patties every day. They grill it on a, a flat top grill and they have melted cheddar cheese and deep fried onion rings. And they even have a secret menu. And if you order oh. the secret menu, you can have like these like mountain high <laughs> burgers <laughs> and it is so outrageous, but it just tastes like heaven in your mouth.
0: Okay, so if we wanted to get something like a like a secret menu item from uh, from Burgers Priest, what is like the one that you recommend?
1: Oh gosh, I think there's this Vatican Burger, and I think if you if you browse enough through their website, uh-huh. you can find the secret menu, and even on other foodie blog post you can see pictures and there's like double or triple patties and they have just a whole bunch of toppings on them and it's just (laughs) not for the faint of heart but it's
0: so good (laughs) so my I guess my goal when I go to their site is I'm going to try to find that secret menu and try to link to it
1: yes yes
0: (laughs) right on okay so we got so we got a burger uh what's next on the menu
1: Okay. I'm a big sushi fan. I, I love Japanese food. And for those who have an appetite for all you can eat sushi, there is Heart Sushi and it's located in a mall called Fairview Mall. I recently discovered a brewery sushi or known as torch sushi, where they take a flame and they torch the top of it. And oh. yeah, when you eat it, it's just, oh, it just tastes like incredible.
0: <laughs> nice. My wife loves sushi. So when we come out there, I'm going to have to take her there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So we got a burger, we got sushi. What's next?
1: Okay. So if you're in the mood for more of an intimate, more romantic experience, I would highly suggest to check out this place called Canoe and they feature Canadian cuisine. It's located on the 54th floor of the TD Bank Tower in the financial district, also in the downtown core. And Canoe is owned and operated by Oliver and Bonaccini. And Oliver and Bonaccini has at least a dozen different restaurants. Most of them are upscale fine dining, and they take the freshest local ingredients, and every dish just looks like a masterpiece, and they have immaculate service.
0: Yeah, it's like one of those places where you're almost afraid to eat the food because it looks like a painting or it looks like yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, anything that you'd recommend over at Canoe?
1: Oh, I haven't been there in a few years, but I don't think you can go wrong with anything. Yeah, it's just probably go for like a prefix menu. Yeah, just enjoy and savor every bite.
0: Right on. Okay, so you mentioned that it's Canadian-specific cuisine. I When we interviewed Ricky Shetty from uh, for Vancouver, he introduced us to the concept of poutine. Yes. <laughs> what What are some of the other Canadian-specific type of foods?
1: Oh, gosh. I would say bacon.
0: <laughs> Bacon's
1: pretty popular. Mm, bacon,
0: yes. <laughs>
1: it's hard to say because sometimes Canadian can be like eclectic, and yeah, you have your burgers, your your steak frites, lobster as well. Okay. Um, different types of soups and salads. But probably seafood is pretty popular. So. Okay,
0: that sounds good. It's funny here because in in the U.S. we call uh, one of the toppings for pizzas Canadian bacon, but it's basically just ham. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so it's weird, like the you know, Americans. We do all sorts of weird things when we name things, like French fries. I don't think the French would really appreciate the the fries, no. but yeah. <laughs> but we call them French fries, anyways. Yeah. And then you also mentioned there's some really good Middle Eastern food.
1: Yes. So in terms of Middle Eastern food, there is an all you can eat place. Uh, it's called Jerusalem. It is in the north end of the city near Leslie and Shepherd. and I went there. A few months ago, and there's a lineup out the door. What's great is that it can probably fit a couple hundred people, and you have a full buffet of all different types of food that you can try. And during the evening, they have entertainment. So they have a belly dancer dancing around, going around to each table, and they have a live band. So it's very entertaining, just lots of fun.
0: Nice. And so it's all you can eat, and they have a buffet. Is there anything in particular that you really liked when you go to there?
1: Oh, gosh. I think I just tried everything um, (laughs) there. Like, you have your staples, like falafels and different types of skewers. So many things. I I (laughs) I can't recommend one specific, but it's just everything's really good there.
0: Yeah, I'll take one of everything. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay. And there's a bunch of other ones that are on the list. We only have time for like one or two more. So what's like the one that we really shouldn't miss?
1: Okay. My friends and I, when we go and hang out, we love going to bubble tea cafes. And I find that there's been more and more popping up in Toronto And my top three places are called The Alley, Cha Time, and Gong Cha. And they just have so many different varieties of flavors like taro, papaya, honeydew. And you get different types of toppings like tapioca, lychee jelly, and uh, grass jelly. And it's just, yeah, it's just a great alternative to your regular coffee joint. So
0: Okay. So I kind of eat like a four-year-old sometimes. What so I'm not familiar exactly with with bubble tea. Can you explain what that is?
1: Bubble tea, what it is, it's like a sweet beverage. So it's a mixture of tea. So it could be green tea or oolong, and then uh, usually a fruity type flavor. And then it's usually a cold beverage mixed with ice or it can be hot, like if you want it in the winter. Okay. And then tapioca, it's these like black chewy balls or grass jelly, different types of, yeah, just jelly, and it's just really sweet, and it's just really popular in Asian cultures, but it's okay. just so many different types to, to try.
0: Right on. Yeah, no, I've driven around, and I've seen shops that have it, but I've never been inside, so it's interesting to, to, to see how it's explained. Again, Sandy has a lot of different uh, recommendations and everything like that that we're going to have all in the show notes, so now it's time for the final countdown, Sandy. Okay, so, if somebody only had time for one meal in Toronto, where should they go and what should they eat?
1: Okay, it's so hard to choose from, but I have to say you have to check out this place called Adamson Barbecue. It is okay. located in the middle of the city. It's called Leeside. They're only open usually during the afternoon hours. You have to go there early and they have Texas-style barbecue. So we've got beef brisket, spare ribs, sausages, and everything is made from scratch. And you get different types of sides from potato salad, coleslaw, beans, and corn. And it's just, you can have an entire feast with your friends.
0: Oh, I love me some barbecues. <laughs> My mouth is watering. It's almost lunchtime here, so I'm ready to go. All right. So you lived in Toronto all your life. You've had some a lot of different great memories, I'm sure. What's one of your most memorable stories of being in Toronto?
1: My most memorable one is uh, I received a birthday gift from my friends to go on a helicopter tour of the downtown area. And it was about maybe 15 minutes, we went to the harbour front and my husband and I got to sit in the back of a tiny propeller ho- helicopter, and it flew over the CN Tower, the Sky Dome, or they call the Rogers Center now, and it's just an amazing view from up in the air.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Was it at, during the day? Was it at sunrise at night? what, what was it more like?
1: Uh, during the daytime in the summer. So it was just clear skies and yeah, just amazing views of the city. So pretty, mm-hmm.
0: right on. So speaking of happy times and everything, What's one of the happiest happy hours in Toronto?
1: I would say that it would be at the Amsterdam Brew House, which is near the harbourfront centre right by Lake Ontario. And it's great in the summer where it's nice and sunny. You can snag a seat on their outdoor patio, and they have their local brewery as well. So they've got local craft beers and it's just amazing to see the view as sailboats go by and tall ships and just, yeah, just really nice and relaxing.
0: That sounds perfect. That sounds like a great way to spend a, a nice afternoon and just, you got your your spouse right there with you, cold beverage, maybe a few snacks, uh, enjoying the views, that mm-hmm. sounds, that sounds delightful.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So whenever I travel, I always try to get pizza because that's my favorite food. Mm-hmm from uh, one of the local spots what's the best pepperoni pizza in in toronto
1: i would have to say that it would be pizzeria libretto and they've been around for about five years now at least and they've grown because now they have multiple locations in the downtown area and they are known for the neapolitan style pizza and it's just so nice and it has that thin crust and fresh ingredients and it's just when it's nice and fresh and hot out of the oven is just uh, yeah amazing
0: that's awesome I love that thin style like that I also like the deep dish too but so pretty Mm -hmm. much any pizza yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah. I'm ready to rock and roll (laughs) (laughs) awesome so Sandy again it's a pleasure having you on the show I learned a lot more about Toronto Scott gave us a good introduction and you gave us even more information so really excited to come visit maybe I'll come and visit you this summer so yes. can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do and and tell people how they can reach you?
1: Sure. So I am a personal finance author of the book called The Money Master and it helps to teach people about DIY investing, real estate investing and entrepreneurship and I also speak at different conferences and workshops within Canada and hopefully in the United States soon. And if you'd like to learn more or get a free copy of my book, you can check out my website at sandyyong.com. That's spelled S-A-N-D-Y-Y-O-N-G.com.
0: Perfect. And we'll have uh, all the links to all that in the show notes. If somebody wanted to contact you, is it best through like Twitter or Instagram, Facebook? What's the best way to reach you?
1: Sure. I am on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Money Master Book. So you can send me a message and I'll be sure to reply.
0: Awesome. Well, again, Sandy, thank you for being on the show. Uh, It's great meeting you and and getting to know you a little bit better and obviously getting to know your hometown.
1: Great. Thank you so much,
0: Leif. Awesome. We look forward to seeing you when we travel there.
1: Yes, come visit.
0: (laughs) When people travel internationally, they often overlook Canada, America's neighbor to the north. There is so much to do in Canada with the added benefit that English has spoken everywhere and that the culture is very similar to the US. I'm looking forward to planning a trip to Toronto for their awesome festivals and the Canadian national exhibition. So many great experiences to have and so much excellent food to eat. When we go, Anna and I will definitely hit up Heart Sushi for their all-you-can-eat buffet and Canoe for their amazing views from the 54th floor of the TV bank tower. Then we'll have to check out Adamson Barbecue to see how it compares to the barbecue here in the South. Send me a tweet at WeTravelThere to share your favorite thing about Toronto, Canada. All of the links we talked about today can be found at WeTravelThere.com forward slash Toronto. And you can join the conversation in the WeTravelThere podcast community on Facebook to ask us questions about any of your upcoming destinations. Join us next time as we visit Dustin Heiner of Master Passive Income in Phoenix, Arizona. We'll climb Camelback Mountain, take a drive to see the unique beauty of Horseshoe Bend, and catch all the spring training action of Major League Baseball. Be able to join us when we travel there. And if you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of your upcoming destinations.